0: hello everybody and welcome back to the higher battle podcast if you're new and you're wondering who i might be my name is peyton here we talk about jesus and together walk through the highs and the lows of living a life for god We've had so many new listeners on the podcast lately, and so hi to all of you new people. So glad you're here, honestly, that we can just talk about Jesus together and spend our Wednesdays together, or maybe you're not listening to this on Wednesday, but regardless, that we can spend this time together. So today, we're going to talk about relationships. We all have them. We all love them. The dynamics of different relationships, and we're going to look at relationships in the eyes of God, how he designed them, what the Bible says about them, and I think what a lot of people, or even believers, don't realize is that your relationship with the people in your life, every single person you know, every relationship you're in, is a reflection of your relationship with God. And when it's a reflection of your relationship with God and you're close to God and, you're, and you know how much God loves you and you felt that love, you can love those people better. Because you're not only filling that relationship with the light of the Holy Spirit, but you're reflecting the characteristics of God's love well that you know. And you're living out that lifestyle, so you're able to reflect that in all your relationships. I really love that. Because I think when our relationships of any kind, is Christ-centered. It succeeds, and it thrives. And I'm not going to say they don't go through rocky patches, that they don't fight if they're God-centered, all these things, but the way they work through it, the way they love each other through those lows, are a reflection of how God would treat that. Reflection of God's love towards you in the lows. He still loves you. His love never changes, even when you do hit those rocky patches with your relationship with God, but But with a Christ-centered relationship, with a relationship that is a reflection of your relationship with God, it doesn't feel like you're being drained and exhausted, how you often feel in those unhealthy relationships. So what does the Bible say about relationships? Well, first of all, we can see all kinds of relationships in the Bible. We see sons and fathers and daughters and mothers. We see sisters. We see husbands and wives. Like, they're all in there, you guys. I swear, every answer you need in life is in the Bible. (laughs) So that's a great start, obviously, to know that they're all in there. All the relationships are in there. And so it's a good place to start. It's a good place to look. And that God fostered these relationships. He designed these relationships. So we mostly see marriage defined, I think, in the Bible. And literally, if you right now Google what does the Bible say about relationships, you'll see a lot come up about marriage. So then we're able to see that God designed marriage to be between a man and a woman. And for those two to be equally yoked, which means both having a relationship and pursuing a relationship with the Lord, and to become one flesh. Then we see love defined And we also see examples of the relationship we are meant to have with the Lord. Like, the Bible is juicy, you guys. It has so much information you need, I swear. Literally everything you need is in there. And if you really want to know what love is, what love should feel like, what love should be, Jesus is your answer, the Bible is your answer. And it says in Romans 12, 1-2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, to live out a life that honors the Lord and to not take on the characteristics of the broken world. And so we see that right there, that we have to take on these characteristics of the Lord. And I honestly think that when you live out these characteristics and take on these characteristics, there's no way that you're not going to love someone well, that you're not going to treat your relationships well. Because God would do that. And if you're reflecting him in that, then you will in turn be able to do that. And we also see examples of a child and a parent relationship. And it says in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children obey your parents and the lord for this is right honor your father and mother this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land so we see here that kids need to have this respect for their parents they need to obey their parents and that's all great It's good to see that there are examples that we can look at, that there's examples of all kinds of relationships that have failed and that have succeeded, and we can see healthy relationships. But how are we supposed to build a healthy relationship? How does Jesus tell us to do that? Well, (laughs) let me just tell you. In Ephesians 4, 2, it tells us that a healthy relationship is built from humility, gentleness, patience, and the magic, the magic... Ingredient, love. That seems easy enough, right? (laughs) Well, actually, I'm just going to call a lot of you out. I'm going to call myself out. A lot of us fall short of these characteristics in our relationships. You probably fall short of at least one of these in every one of your relationships. And I can literally think of a couple relationships in my life right now where I could be way better at these things. I could be way more gentle and I could be way more patient towards them. This reminds me of that love language test. And I know people still do this test, but it was like pretty popular oh, oh, like a couple of years ago, I think. And if you haven't heard of the love language test, basically it's a test you take to see the ways you love others best. And also to see how others can love you better. And I do think this is helpful. I think it is kind of helpful to know... Um, the ways that you seem to love people, um, and there's a whole bunch of different categories, but mine is quality time. And I can most definitely see this in a lot of my relationships because for me, We don't really have to do anything. We don't have to talk or whatever, but I just love being in the presence of my friends and my family and those who I have relationships with and really just being with that person. I've always been someone who doesn't like to be alone and just really likes to be with others and um, kind of having that one-on-one time. But I think before we get any further with this... We need to know and realize that the most important relationship in our lives should be our relationship with Jesus. It should be our number one relationship. It should be the relationship we prioritize. Jesus is the only one who can completely heal you. It's the only relationship in your life that will make you feel whole. It's the only relationship that is promised to be eternal. I really love that. Like I could just rest in all of those things. It makes me so happy to know these things. Like, my relationship with Jesus is never gonna end. Have I had relationships end? Absolutely, each and every one of us have, but the cool thing is, with Jesus, it's eternal. It's the only relationship that's promised to be eternal. That's beautiful. I think sometimes I hold on to worldly relationships, like, a lot. I kind of almost think I have, like, separation anxiety, or I hate being by myself. I hate feeling that distance in a relationship, like, when you know it's coming to an end or that other person is gravitating away and for some reason for me it always feels like that person's leaving me and i don't know why i don't know how this came about or why i like feel this constantly but really i would just hold on to those worldly relationships and i would lose sight of myself and i would think i'm the issue i would think i'm ruining the relationship i should have tried harder when the reality was if i had a better relationship with jesus I would have seen how unhealthy those relationships were and how one-sided they were. And having a relationship with Jesus will make you more mature in all your relationships. And you will act so much more out of what Jesus has told you is right rather than what your heart wants or thinks is right. Your heart can be so deceiving and it can really lead you astray, especially if your heart doesn't know the love of Jesus. If your heart only feeds on toxic love, then your relationships are going to be toxic. But I just feel like there are endless examples in the Bible on how to build healthy relationships, how God has designed relationships, and just the root of those relationships. And like I've said, your relationship with Jesus is that source and is that root that will help you succeed in all your other relationships. With Jesus, we see the way he loved and served others with no harmful intentions, or lies, or ulterior motives, and I think so many relationships today are rooted out of us getting something out of that person, or something out of that relationship, like, I want to feel something, or this person knows this person, so, like, I want to be friends with them, or this person, so on and so forth, like, this person has this thing, so I want to, like, use them for that, like, we have been built on this foundation in society that you have to know people to know people, you know, like, and obviously we're taught networking, all that good stuff, but I think it's become such a toxic habit to be like, what can I get out of this relationship? Rather, what can I pour into this relationship? How would Jesus love this person better? And if I look at my relationships in my life right now, I think almost all of them, the ones that have lasted and the ones that I've surrounded myself with now, are all Jesus-centered and they're all followers of Christ. And I don't want to sit here and say you cannot be friends with non-believers because you can, but I just think this is an example of relationship that are Christ-centered and both individuals have felt and know the love of Jesus so that they're able to reflect that in the relationship. At least for me, my most healthiest relationships are with other believers. I think that's just because we're both kind of reflecting that love, or, or we're trying our best to, and we're both pursuing Jesus, um, separate and together. And obviously, I think that's why Wyatt and I's relationship is working so well, and how our relationship has grown closer is because we both are pursuing Jesus separate and we're both striving to keep Jesus at the center of our dating relationship and so I think that's why it's so successful and we both have recognized the importance of that but I think this also goes along with the idea of like I've heard so many people say like don't ask a single person for married advice don't ask a single person for dating advice in your relationship you're in right now just like I wouldn't ask a non-believer necessarily for life or faith advice because I'm on a different path than they are. And I don't want you to get me wrong and and think I'm like putting myself on a pedestal because I believe in God and they don't and that I'm holding myself at a higher position and that I don't need their advice, but I'm going to seek knowledge and advice from those who are serving the Lord well and reflecting a lifestyle that I'm also trying to pursue. And that just makes sense to me. Like if you want to go get better at math, you're going to go talk to someone who is good at math and is kind of living in that world in math. You're not going to just go ask a random person that's your friend but knows nothing about math. It kind of like goes along with that. So if you're looking for healthy relationships, first of all, look at these examples of what Jesus says is a healthy relationship and the building blocks of that. And then talk to someone who has a healthy relationship with Jesus. Talk to someone who's in a healthy, Christ-centered dating relationship. Or someone who's in a Christ-centered marriage and is working through that and all these things. I think that's going to be so much more beneficial to you. And you can most definitely, like, weigh out all the advice. You don't have to just not talk to non-believers because, like, you still want to be that friend and you want to plant that seed, be that light, all that good stuff. But I'm just saying, I think the advice there is going to be better for you. And yeah, I feel like it's really hard to stay on topic (laughs) with this topic. But God is a relational God. A God founded in relationships. And so a God that is striving to know you better. A God that is striving to have a strong relationship with you. I think is a pretty great example of how we should have relationships here on earth. And just the whole Bible is filled with them. Like I said earlier, some that succeed, some that fail. But a lot of straightforward instructions on how to succeed in your relationship with Jesus and others. And I think that's kind of where I'm going to leave you guys is read your Bible. (laughs) And I say this to so many people, this is always my advice, read your Bible, because I don't think you can have a healthy and successful relationship with Jesus if you do not read the Bible. And because there's just so much you need to know, so much knowledge that's in there, so much, like I said in the last podcast episode, Jesus is in there, like his characteristics Just all the things about him are in there. If you want to be best friends with Jesus, then you need to read that. It's like reading his diary. It's like reading other people's diaries who have seen Jesus firsthand. I don't know. I just think it's pretty snazzy. But read your Bible. Um, I challenge you to take some time today, to take some time this week, to read about these relationships, to look into these characteristics, and reflect on how your relationship with Jesus is affecting all the other relationships in your life. Because I promise you it is how you love yourself and how you love others is an effect of how you're letting Jesus love you and your relationship with Jesus. It's all a big domino effect. And on top of that, I challenge you guys to, like I said, either find a mentor or talk to someone who is pursuing Jesus, who you see as kind of like a role model in faith, who has a good relationship with Jesus, a good relationship with the other people in their lives. But I love you guys. I hope you guys have the best week. If you need any advice or help, obviously, I'm always here. You can message me on social media, all that good snazzy stuff, but I will see all of your beautiful faces. I mean, I will talk to all of you wonderful people next wednesday i hope you guys have the best thanksgiving the best holiday and you just get to spend so much relaxing time with your family all right i'll see you guys bye